Welcome everyone to another edition of the Waiver Wired Podcast Sunday Night Edition Playoff Week. So the stakes are so high, they can't be any higher. Jerry, how's it going this Sunday night? I know you're in a tough matchup right now. Do you have a pulse? This is exactly what I did not want to happen <laughs> because the giant game hasn't even kicked off yet. And I'm going to be stressing that game out. And it fell really nicely for the NFC East. The, the Washington lost, the Eagles lost, and the Cowboys won. So they still have hope. So mm-hmm. it's, it's shaped up nice for the Giants. But I am in a war, a bona fide war right now. I've been clinging to life all day. We are both in our semifinal matchup in the Gotham Gridiron District. It's the only league I have left at this point. You have like 15 other ones that you're probably going to win. Uh, I am clinging to life. And that that uh, Kamara just put him ahead. I'm, I think I'm down by three right now with Gallman to go. And I still have a little Kelsey action going on. Yeah, How- I- I think you're pretty safe right now, but I obviously I do believe in a jinx. And so I do not want to say anything, but you, I like the way your team looks right now. I am definitely out in this league losing Will Fuller. Just, I couldn't come back from it. Um, and had my team played last week, the bye week, as you said, I would have smashed this. No question, but this was just not a great week for me. Um, and Russell Wilson didn't do a lot, et cetera, et cetera. Devin Cook was fine. Blah, 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 blah. No way I'm winning in this league. Unfortunately, um is it definitely like, out gotham's yeah definitely out? there's no way it's impossible i'm down to yeah I'm what's out. going I'm on in your other what looks promising on your so, other on your sheet okay i don't know if you know this story but i had to start Derek carr i started Derek carr on thursday night ah, in my high stakes league yikes because it was him or matt stafford and i didn't know if matt stafford was gonna go and then, of course, you know, Derek Carr wasn't injured, whatever. It was a good matchup. I figured better to have, a, you know, somebody going than nobody going. And then what happened? Of course, I got like four points from Derek Carr. So I've been down in the dumps. I have been through a total roller coaster today. It is now exactly 50-50 that I could actually win this. And you have no idea. I was down to like 25% chance at one point. Who saved but you? Everybody. You stepped up. Everybody stepped up. stepped up. Let me tell you. And let me tell you who I'm going to need for tomorrow. So let me tell you who stepped up. I'm going to open it up right oh, now. Oh, you got to sleep on this one. So oh, Derek Carr wow. gave me 2.65 points. Derek Thanks, Henry, Derek Carr. Derek Henry. Miles Sanders didn't do that much, but okay, fine. Russell Gage came through. Corey Davis came through. Ugh. Darren Waller came through. Robert Woods came through. Yeah, baby, that 40-yard rush. The Bills, uh, Koo, our kicker. Um, and now I'm just waiting on Smith-Schuster. I have a lead right now. I have a 51% chance, they say, of winning. 51 Ooh, that's to a coin 49. flip. It's a coin flip. He has, I have 153.75. He has 150.35. But he has Kamara and Kelsey still going right now. And he has the Pittsburgh defense tomorrow, and I have Juju. So, I oh, mean, wow. this is my big money league. This is the high stakes oh, I of hope, Jerry. I, There's I so much you, ego in this. I hope you – I hope I, – I feel good about that. We really need Kamara to just, like – you know, we're taping this Sunday, 745 mm-hmm. East Coast time. Jen and Martin and Jim and Sky, everybody was kind enough to – tape this a little bit earlier than we usually do because I, I have to go sweat the Giants game out. We need Kamara just to slow down. I'm not going to lie. I would like, like, just give me like another 15 yards from Kelsey. I feel really good. <laughs> Can no, you spare no more 15 Kelsey. more yards? I can't. It's, it's too tight and you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I don't we like going into to tonight, stop. like needing Gullman to, to at least get me like four or five points for the win. I just don't like that. Um, 
while we're on your Gotham gridiron league, can you let's let's go go through it because it seems like your yeah. season in that league is ending. Definitely. Who was your who was your bright spot sort of MVP and who was um, your biggest disappointment on that roster? My biggest disappointment was definitely DJ Chark. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Although you don't think Russ second half pretty bad. No. I mean, he yeah, was great first half, half. Second half he was, but you know, again, last week had I played, I would have been very happy with Russ and the 35 points he put up. So yeah, a little disappointing there. And I did consider streaming and I probably could have played Jalen Hurts. So obviously in retrospect, that would have won me. And I also shouldn't have played DJ Chark. I should have played Chad Hansen today. Mr. Hanson. That was just a little too risky for me to with Cooks and Kuti there. Um, so that's okay. I don't think it would have made a difference. Um, who exceeded my expectations? He who giveth also taken away is Mr. Will Fuller, who <laughs> yeah. got me here. And I got him so late for so cheap uh, on the auction pricing. But then without him, you know, I just limped to the finish line because of it. So very unfortunate there. James Robinson was also a standout and Davin Cook. Well, I will, I will give a little bit of a summation no matter which way this goes. Cause I'm currently down by two and a half points. He still has Kamara going. I still have Kelsey going and I have Gallman to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to even say what happened this week. I had that awful Keenan Allen decision to make, which so many of us were in. We Horrible. finished our show as that decision got more and more intense. And is he going to play? Is he not? Then it was ultimately a snap count. I just decided to go with him. I said, you know what? He's gotten me so far. He's going to maybe be a red. If anything, maybe they use him in the red zone because he's a big receiver. And that didn't even really work out. And then ult the ultimate, ultimate high ceiling, absolutely basement of a floor is Valdez Scantling. A zero? Zero. Not not one, not not a half, not to zero. You couldn't catch one ball from Aaron freaking Rodgers. Not one? I don't know how that happens in the NFL. If he was on the field for 15 plays, I don't know how he doesn't catch a pass. It seems pretty impossible. So I could have easily started Christian Kirk. Even his little 6.3 would have been epic. Followed that awful decision up with decided that after we spoke, even on Thursday too, Brady was like the safer pick, but we knew Tannehill had some massive upside and Tannehill went freaking ballistic. Two rushing touchdowns. Give me a break. So this could have all been wrapped up already. Then you just sprinkle in my, I had both the Patriots and the Dolphins uh, and they were playing each other on defense. So I was going to stream one. Of course I picked the team that only got four points and left the Dolphins on the bench who had nine points. This would be over. Oh, <laughs> Kamara just did something, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, I, don't like do? I don't like it, but um, the bright side of things, okay? Brady and Evans did, did kind of do their thing. Stefan Diggs is just... I don't know. He, I, I, I don't know who the best receiver in fantasy football is anymore because there's been so many injuries and COVID stuff and weird shit. I mean, if you factor in all of it, like games played, playing through injury, your team's winning, fantasy. Stefan Diggs might be might be number one. Maybe yeah. it's Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs, especially for where you got Stefan Diggs. People were undervaluing him. Twelve dollars. I was undervaluing Robbie Anderson. Oh, Robbie Anderson is another guy who came through for me in that league. But he 
bad performance me this, this week. week. I it just yeah. everybody had a bad performance this week on my team. Just it just happened all at the same time. This team is totally championship. Could have won a championship. I have no doubts about it. But you have to have them all gelling at the same time. Yeah, so much of it's a coin. The only thing I do like is uh in my other league with the football player that I got I got knocked out last week. Um if I would have like I you know I had a few like oh if I would have started this guy with one I would have gotten a bunch of no shows today <laughs> like like Mike Davis Robbie Anderson <laughs> Devonte Adams I just would have been no show I would have gotten destroyed sad but true it looks like the football player is gonna win the championship really rode Derrick Henry I, would, all uh, and Matt Ryan Maddie Ryan. You annoying <sighs> fantasy quarterback, you. You showed up for, I don't I don't know how many people had the courage to play Maddie Ice today. This this football player did. And man, what a great performance from Maddie Ice. Even though, you know, they still find a way to bungle the game and lose. Uh, what a performance for Maddie Ice. But um it, yeah, I just I, I feel okay about it. I just, you know, Tannehill or defense or Kirk, I'm already sitting in the Super Bowl talking to you about like my Super Bowl right, preview. Right. I hear you. And I, I to me, it wasn't really just who I did or didn't start. It just wasn't the week. Chad Hansen would have gotten me 12 more points, uh, Mr. Maybe, maybe eight more points, but I still wouldn't have won. Like I, it just, it just wasn't my week. Um, Allen Robinson, 12 points. He should have had more than that. You know, James Robinson was fine, 14, but no one was extraordinary. Cam Akers only seven points. That was my, you know, hopeful late play. But oh, that Rams game. We'll talk about that. We're going to go around Rams the league game. as we always do on a Sunday night. There's a lot to break down uh, today. A lot and happened both in fantasy and in the NFL. And in our FanDuel waiver wired contest, mm -hmm. um, it does not look like I am getting through. And I don't think you're getting through. I am not. No. Uh, either, you know, I like my lineup going in. I got do. some, I, I did some switches. Like I don't know about lineup. you, but the minute, the minute it came across the, the wire that Zeke Elliott was out, I put Pollard, Pollard in, in every fantasy league possible in, on I... FanDuel, every single one. I did not because I thought the San Francisco run difference would be tougher, but I did make a lot of other switches at the last minute. Yeah, I put them all news. across in FanDuel. That was my really good move of the day. And then, you know, I I, I paid $80 or whatever I paid for Zeke Elliott in the Gotham League, but I've been holding on to Tony Pollard since week four, I think I picked him up. And thank God I did because that last touchdown run that he broke, oh, yeah. if I hang on and squeak this out, it really is because of that. Do you want to hear an awful fantasy football bad beat that takes you across seasonal right okay. into D right into DFS yeah. and then back to seasonal? Would you like to hear it? Yeah. I've noticed I start to complain about shit on the show. Like on Thursday, I was complaining about you can't make pickups for Thursday. Mm -hmm. I, I, here's my newest complaint. And this is more about the NFL. Martin, if you're listening, I don't know if this beat affected you at all in any of your things. Uh, this is now, I think the second time in like three or four weeks with this damn onside kick, I am on the receiving end of a guy just catching it and running for a touchdown. That guy is someone I have been playing this entire time. Here's what I don't understand. That's a touchdown for special <laughs> teams and that's a touchdown for CD lamb, right? Um, I, yeah. 
Well, why is it? I don't know. That's a good question. Is that a 12 point touchdown? If you for some reason started the Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb, do you get that's a that's a kickoff return? That's a good question. I'm not sure how that is scored. Well, I know in the Gotham Gridiron District, CeeDee Lamb got six additional points for a kickoff return. Yeah, I think that probably special teams didn't. Why? That's a kickoff return touchdown. That is considered know, a it's kickoff. It's a good question. I guess you're right. I guess you double up. So how is because... that worth 12 points? Well, that right. you get it on to across to you like but, no other way do you share. I a mean, touchdown. that's the problem. That's the problem with fantasy football. Why, There's a whole bunch of problems with fantasy, fantasy football. baseball is superior. You put your entire defense as one thing as one unit. How is that fair? All like, right. Well, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm okay. going somewhere with this. Okay. Well, number one, so that happens and I happen to be playing against guess who CD lamb. So this, this whole thing would also be wrapped up for me. Oh, I just got some Kelsey points. If you didn't get a free CD lamb, six points. Okay. The whole thing would be wrapped up, but he got it right. Here's what makes it worse. In one of my higher stakes head-to-heads on FanDuel that I was doing, Mm -hmm. I had it wrapped up. I was up by like two points, and he had one player. Every other game was over. He had one player left going, Brandon Ayuk. So what happens? San Fran does the onside kick. CeeDee Lamb catches it, runs it back for a touchdown, gets six points, extends the game. If he just catches it, falls on it, game's over. Cowboys take three knees. Victory formation, thank you, and good night. Niners get the ball back, and Ayuk got a garbage, whatever it was, 20-yard pass for no reason at all. Not even the Hail Mary that did it. The Hail Mary was something completely worse. And that was terrible. Defeat, and he, I lost by .002. Not two, not a quarter of a point, two-tenths of a point oh. in my head-to-head because C.D. Lamb couldn't just get the onside kick and fall on the ball and end the game. Anyway, that I'm is like sorry, a bad, a bad. I, I, so that screwed me in seasonal and in DFS. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. Um, Here's where I'm but going. But your Kelsey points that are getting put up to you that you're positive you are screwing me right now in my high stakes league. So wow, well, it was only like I mean it was thing. like a it was like a point. It, it matters. It like one point. Now it's fifty-one to forty-nine percent. Well, <laughs> here's where I was. Here's the overall point. And I, I I know that I am a rookie in the Gotham Gridiron District League, but I tell you, I am going to go after commissionership in my league with the football player because I am gonna I'm gonna change some shit. I think we all need to be done, done, done with kickers and team defense. Fucking done. Excuse my language. It's over. So that's it's how over. I agree. I I hate it. I don't think it's fair um i think it's dumb and arbitrary and there's enough luck already i think it would be more fun just to play the offense because unless you're really playing defense like an idp league yes you know like you don't play like okay i'm gonna play ronald acuna and ozzy albies and then i'm gonna take all the mets pitchers no you play the pitchers individually you play defense for what it is so that's the problem with fantasy football to me like the fact that it's lumped all together it also kind of like plays down how skilled those people are either you know you you play them or you don't you know i don't know um just the way the nfl's going with offense (laughs) right like how many you know i'm usually pretty good at streaming defenses that's always my strategy i stream defenses like i I paid three dollars for the buffalo defense i dropped them in week four 
and I've been streaming ever since. The last four weeks, I've been a, I've been awful. I've I've gone zero for four. Well, actually, more than that, zero for seven, picking defenses. I, I'm just on the wrong side every time, and there, there's no rhyme or reason for it at all. Perfect case today: Dolphins, Patriots. The Patriots, the entire game had like twelve points, and mm -hmm. the Dolphins had like five. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the fourth the quarter. End. Yeah. And then also you lose points again on like, I know it's like specialty, but like a pick six. If your quarterback throws a pick, if if you're basically, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing against the Cardinals defense and Jalen Hurts throws a pick six, that's, you know, you're, you get screwed out of that. Your defense then, your, say you're starting the Eagles defense, your Eagles defense then loses points for your quarterback throwing a pick six. How's that? Yeah. How does that make any sense? How have we not ended this yet? I, I mean, I can't argue with you. I've been anti this for a long time. And in fact, breaking news, and I'm about to get a little like verklempt talking about it. I just looked at my score in Scott Fishbowl, which does not have defenses and does not have kickers. I have 240 points. Is that even possible? It is. And um, I, again, I don't want to jinx because there are, there are games to be played and I'm done playing. But it Does this appears, send you to the appears, Super Bowl? I'm going to the finals. You go into the party? It appears. Let's, let's not celebrate yet, but it appears unless Deontay Johnson puts up 39 points tomorrow because that's the next closest. The next so person has 200. There's someone with 200 points there's in there? There's someone with 201. No, this is, this is the league of 1,400, and I'm in the top 10%. So now I'm in my conference. If I win today, I win the conference. And then and how many people are in the finals? 14 people go to the finals. And then it's just first place of the 14. Just the top scoring of the 14. So right now I'm in my conference, and there's... Uh, 10 teams and the top score moves on. So, um, and I left a lot of points on my bench, Jerry. I was mad about this one. I left Marvin Jones points on the bench and Tyler Higby points on the bench. Marvin um, Jones has had a, yeah. for, for a, a I, team that's bad and losing. I debated our, it. He's been great. In and out so many times. And then I talked to other smart people I know. And I was like, oh, I don't know, because now Sony Michelle is, you know, taking over lead back and Marvin Jones with Matt Stafford. I don't know what the situation is going to be because this whole thing around Matt Stafford's injury, I don't really trust it. Um, so anyway, wrong choice there, but it looks as though it, this is the one where we're going to have to open up our checkbooks and make a donation if I win. Jerry. I told you I'm in. I will match what you decide. Like, we will talk, but I'm I told you. If I just win the conference, if I find out tomorrow night or Tuesday morning that I went in the car. I swear I'm going to cry. Is this the best you've really ever done cry. in it? I've never done it before. Oh, like, it's, it's like your a first thing year? You have to get, yeah, you have to get invited to it. And it's like this whole like, I don't know, thing thing. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try, whatever. And I like, I think I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to cry if I win this conference. Not that and those three props that you just literally just whipped <laughs> out. And we're like, hey, I'm going to go three for three real quick on props. Bang, bang, bang. And because that's the yeah, that's the only thing that makes it okay that I'm out of Gotham Grid because I'm sad about Gotham Gridiron because I, I I felt like in control of that league this year. I felt like I was a winning team. Well, that it is now final in uh, Kansas City. Thank oh, God. no, that was in New Orleans. I am oh. now officially down by 1.5. Yeah, I'm down by a point and a half. I I'm need so two points from Wayne Gallman, which is... It, that in itself is scary. It's my this favorite team. You know stuff. what I always, Jen, you, you know what I always say about stuff. giants. No, it's not. It could, this could potentially be the end of the show. 
I could if be Wayne Gallman does you. not get me ten two points, I am not showing up on Thursday, and I, I quit. I could be here with you when you move on to the Super Bowl. I hope it happens right away. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, so I'm thinking getting right, getting rid of kicker, getting rid of defense altogether, and then in all, in your experience. Is IDP just one or do you pick two players? Like what's no, the best way to get into an IDP league? It depends on how one? you want to play. You can play with as many players as you want. A lot of people start with only having two or three because it's an easy way to dip your toe in, but you can play with more. I don't play in any IDP leagues because people don't do it. Like, you know, and as far as like helping other people, like when I play fantasy football, it's, it's fun for me and also for helping other people. So people don't really do a lot of IDP. So I don't really invest in a lot of IDP leagues. Like I haven't done one. Um, so, you know, but I know Does, that you d- can the do The defense it. thing is, it's just, it's too random. It's too, it's not skillful. Like, yeah, it's easy to be like, oh, I had the Ravens today against the Jaguars. Okay, great. That You know what? Great. That, that pick play, paid off for you and that works. But like, I don't know. I, I just can't even tell you who the top five. Can you name off the top of your head the top five fantasy defenses? As a team? To just who are the top five? I mean, who five? cares? Um, I know. Pittsburgh, Rams. I would say Pittsburgh, Rams, Washington, Miami Steelers. That's my guess. Yeah, you said Pittsburgh twice, so right, off, I right did? there. Okay, so yes. Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington, Rams. It, that's a, you're maybe, proving my point. Maybe it's New England. Okay, now I can you know. name the top? Can you name the top five running backs? Of course Easily. I can. Yeah, yeah no. So it's stupid. It's dumb. Well, this is it dumb. is stupid. And what what you can do though is can you name like your top five defensive players? Like when you see your guys going up against that guy, you're scared if it's Aaron Donald. You're scared if it's you know Chase Young. Exactly, Chase Young, Jalen Ramsey, like T.J. Watt. People that. Yeah, JJ Watt too. Like you know, you know the name. So like, why are we doing this as a group? I'm out. I am gonna I push know. hard to become commissioner of that other league, and I am absolving kickers. I'm gonna say kickers. You guys now, you know, could take the night. You could take the year off. All good. We love you. And I want to go. I'm gonna go two defensive players. You're gonna have to pick either a front four or a linebacker, mm-hmm. and then a secondary player. And then we got to figure out what the scoring is and what, you know, sacks versus tackles versus interceptions, fumbles, all that. And then guess what? If Chase Young scores a touchdown like he did last week, that's Chase Young's touchdown. That's not the entire Washington defense and special teams touchdown. And again, I I urge someone tell me, because all my research shows in the Gotham Gridiron District, C.D. Lamb got six points. And the Dallas defense got six points. That's too valuable for a random ass onside kick that was almost meaningless in the game. Yeah. And then we all talk about like, oh, why didn't you run? Like CeeDee Lamb should have took a knee. (laughs) Anyway, um, we're going to go around the league in a minute. How did you fare in all your DFS stuff? outside of seasonal you know what not great so like um i just didn't have any of the really big quarterbacks is actually you know what i need to check i did have kyler in one hold on i had Tannehill in a lot um and i even had some antonio brown plays in dfs that was really nice the uh pitman who i thought was a sneaky good play this week pitman kind of killed me pitman did not yeah 
really do anything. And oh, and um, I guess I'm guessing Hawkinson got hurt, right? Because I don't know. I stopped watching that game. I, he had to have gotten hurt. He had a fumble, and then he he did not register a stat the rest of the way. So I'm guessing he uh he got hurt. Do you want to bounce around the league? Let's bounce. All right, let's bounce. Oh, okay, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. The Waverwire podcast is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel's offering uses the chance to play free daily fantasy contests this NFL season. No deposit required. And this year, FanDuel's now offering daily snake drafts. Snake drafts are the simplest way to try daily fantasy. Draft live, just like season-long fantasy, but with winners every game day. The best of seasonal drafting with DFS all-in-one. Here's how it works. Find a daily snake draft. Draft your team live. Draft starts as soon as the contest fills. You and your opponents will get six players to draft in a six-round draft with 30 seconds per pick. Unlike other FanDuel contests, there is no salary cap. Jen, why are you excited for daily snake drafts? I'm excited because of that word draft. Who doesn't love to draft? And the fact that I don't have to stay under a salary cap, I can have whomever I want. If I get the chance in my draft, oh yeah, baby. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. Plus, for those who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Make sure to use promo code WAIVERWIRED so they know Jerry and I sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Jerry, now let's get back to the football. And right before you jumped on the Zoom, I was talking to Martin and, um, you know, obviously we're going to keep talking DFS as seasonals wind down. There's a ton of fun to be had in DFS with FanDuel, but you really inspired me with your just three props that you were like, boom, boom, boom. And you went three (laughs) for three. So maybe we make a little fund. Okay. Okay. And maybe we turn this into a prop. We have maybe half the show is spent on DFS. And then maybe we go a little prop heavy, but try yeah. to keep it in like a fantasy oh. space, you so, know, like the yeah. fantasy kind of props. Yeah, so I agree. So I think we should do some props. The thing about props is though they're easier to do the closer you are to game time. So it's right. hard to do them like days out. So it'll depend on when the games are now that they're shuffling. But we'll definitely do our DFS, obviously, as always. And I wanted to ask you, Jerry, are you interested in being in any fantasy playoff leagues with me? Because this uh, starts all over again if you want, and I can get you some invites. So how does that work, though? Once There's a lot of uh, different ways. Do you uh, draft so a, every week? No, you draft at the beginning. So every everyone has different rules, and they're all kind right. of fun. But like some of them are like you draft at the beginning, and then when you lose your player, you lose your player. So it changes how you draft, right? So if your team gets eliminated, you just don't have Derek Henry anymore if he's out in the first round or whatever. So there's some strategy to it that way. I like um, it. And then there's some where you can only use the players one time. So you have to decide when you think you're going to get eliminated. So like if you're pretty sure, let's use Derrick Henry again, the Titans are going to get eliminated first round. You make sure you play Derrick Henry later within the risk that you don't have Derrick Henry for later if you may need him for the upside if they get through. So it, it's actually really fun. So if you want to do any... Um, Is there room in this? Oh, there's always room for you, Jerry. I'll make sure. There's a couple different leagues I play in. So when the invites start going around. Can you let me know? Yeah. And they're fun. You know, they're like $25 entries. They're not like expensive. You know, they're fun. I mean, I'm a point and a half away 
from being the best inv invited guest maybe ever. Like I know, maybe first I'm time not allowed in auction, to invite you anywhere. You invite me in and I, I, the rookie goes to the Super Bowl. It's like Brady. I would totally do other defenses. No. Okay, good. They, Actually, all right, I'm in, in some of them, there might be team defenses, no, but don't I don't know. That. But I can't remember. I've played, I play in like three different ones and they're all really cool. So they'll have different rules, but. I mean, Young Waiku is, is like my third best player. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He's my third best you. player. And when I was finishing going into the later games today, I was most afraid. He had Kamara, Miles Sanders going. You know who I was most afraid of? He still had Will Lutz going. I'm like, oh, Will Lutz right? could put up like 17 points in that at a game like that with Drew Brees coming back easily. And Lutz fortunately had a, a lackluster game, but I would totally do that. But props, maybe we could talk to uh cuz maybe talk to cousin Sal, being that, you know, Thursday games are gonna go away right. shortly. And then maybe we move the Thursday show to maybe like Friday or maybe Saturday, closer to, mm -hmm. you know, the prop, the Time. props. Yeah, yeah, this might be more fun to do it that way. And it'll probably actually be more helpful for DFS too. Yeah, it, you, the more information you have for DFS, the better, obviously, because as time went on, like actually Jeff, well, hey, by the way, both of our picks of the week were good picks this week. Um, Mine was a little more obvious. You, yours was, was definitely a little more dartish, but your boy, you know what? Let's start. Let's go. Start there. To Dallas. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, you definitely said you were worried about Zeke because the Niners defense. I, I, I don't ever root for injuries. I, even when I need a player, it would be nice if a player left the game for fantasy stuff. I just think that is whack to do. So, but once Zeke Elliott was, and you know what? He should have taken the game off. He's been banged up all year. Take the yeah, game off. I agree. You're probably going to win. Take it off. And I just really felt good once I saw it was Tony Pollard. I, I just felt like we were going to get a fresh leg player in there, fresh legs to go. And he had a pretty good game. And it was even the six for 63 catching, which was the, the most helpful for me because we're in like a full point. Yeah. Yeah. PPR. PPR. Um, what did you like about your Cowboys this game? Did you watch much of it? I did. I watched about half of it, I would say. I like that they look like they were uh, having fun and fighting and having interceptions. And like the defense was a little more active than usual. And they were getting creative. And it, it just felt like it had a spark of life. It was great. Um, so I enjoyed it. And, you know, Gallup's rubbing it in our face right now. Yeah, he just, is. He didn't have a good he game is. or anything, but just the touchdown is like totally he offensive is. to me. He is. He's rubbing it in our face. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, he's a high upside play. Uh, he can also get you nothing. So, you know, when Dak is back, everything's going to change again. We're going to have to really look at this team and figure out what's up. But, man, Pollard was good enough today. And they said this before Ezekiel signed his contract. Like, Jerry Jones kept saying – I don't, I don't need Zeke. I have Pollard. Of course, that was all talk, but maybe, maybe this is good for Zeke to light a fire or maybe it's not. Maybe it just makes everybody look stupid, but again, is that the last Zeke's big injured. running back contract though, you think? Might that be the last monstrous running back contract? Um, Cause we're well, seeing it right now. I know Zeke's not healthy, but right now in this moment, right now, the Cowboys are better with Tony Pollard right now. I'm not May, saying that. I don't know that. No, I don't think it will be. I mean, what did Dalvin Cook get this year? It's like 13 I don't think he year. got what Zeke got. No, he didn't I'm not get good even with close. That stuff. And 
I don't count it. other people's money. Well, McCaffrey has the number one contract. He has the biggest contract ever for running back. But he was injured most of the year, too. And he's also and like Mike a receiver. Mike Davis has been very – yeah, and he deserves it. He deserved more than Zeke. There's no question about it. I know um, a lot of people were concerned about Mostert. I, for some reason, yeah. and maybe this is a testament to our podcast and maybe my association with you, I had a lot of friends who are good fantasy minds text me about start-sit stuff. My good buddy Max, we yes. talked about Will, Russell Wilson and Tannehill. And we broke it down. And I said, I think you got to go Tannehill here. Mm -hmm. I think it's For more sure. upside. So he looks like, I mean, he agreed, obviously. I had a lot of uh, Mostert or Hines was like a popular decision today. It's a very popular question. Yeah. I, I urged Mostert. They ended up being pretty much the same. same. Mostert went 14 for 68. Fine game. Wilson stole the touchdown. They split the carries pretty much Well, evenly. Mostert went out injured, which is like basically what I... What happens every week. Yeah. And that's that's why you have to... That's why I put a little stock into Wilson Jr. Even when they said Mostert, Mostert was starting, I was like, I'm still playing him in my DFS. And I started him in Scott Fishbowl. Because... We also know Brandon Ayuk is for real. Nine catches for, for 73 real. and a touchdown. We know that. Is Kendrick Bourne for real? No, that's that's or is this just a product mm -hmm. of injury and he's, he's getting really good ton of reps. At when he's used and occasionally, but I just he is what he is. Um, he's never going to be someone that you can count on. I mean, yeah, right. I think he's good, but and I want to give more more respect to Jordan Reed, who again, he's not Love putting Jordan up Reed. monster numbers, but he's fine in the end zone. And again, Jordan Reed was a player that I always loved drafting in Washington, he was really, really good. But he was a player that I I would even say, man, should this guy keep playing? Because I just feel like he had like six concussions in like four years or something like that. But he seems to have bounced well, back. When you uh, see Jordan Reed play, you understand why you he's- You get it. Yeah, that's, that's when you get it. So if you're just, a lot of times we're looking at these fantasy things and we're looking at the numbers, we're looking at the box score and we're like, I don't get it. It's five for 50 yards, whatever. If you watch Jordan Reed- he can catch the ball and the yards he can get after the catch are so impressive. The catches he can make are so impressive. And then the yards he can get after that, you see that he could be truly elite. And it's so hard to see those elite tight ends as we've discussed. Now, I think Waller officially needs to join the conversation now. I mean, that was just ridiculous with Marcus Mariota on Thursday. He's insane, and he, he splits out wide like a real wide receiver. There's not a lot of other tight ends that do that. Even Travis Kelsey doesn't do that. So I think that he, Kittle, and Kelsey are kind of in an elite three now. I am bumping him up. But Jordan Reed is someone that if he hadn't had all his cut concussions, if he hadn't been so good yes. up, I think he could have been in that top you know, I agree. five easily. And, and he still could be maybe if he can keep it together. I will say what obviously you got Kelsey. I love he's like carried me all year. He's going to win a lot of people their leagues and he's a number one tight end. Like it's pretty much clear cut, but you got to just give a tiny wink to Waller because he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes and he doesn't have Eric right. the enemy, <laughs> you know, like right. no disrespect to John Gruden, no disrespect right. to Derek Carr. John Gruden's a Super Bowl champion. Derek Carr once upon a time was an MVP candidate. No disrespect, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the enemy. I mean, you plug yeah. Waller in for Kelsey, I don't think the Chiefs miss too much of a beat, but I don't want to disrespect my man, Travis Kelsey, because no. he's, he's brilliant. Um, how do you feel about Andy Dalton now going forward? You, you guys are not out of it. You're not dead. I, we're some... not dead. That is true. 
we are not out of it. Um, You'll I'm finally not... admit to that the Zeke trade that was like just oh, yeah devastate like almost although destructive. I have to say. Devontae Adams for the first time I know. put up a dud this week. Come on. What do you expect? I mean, the first guy's been- First time I played him in FanDuel, I feel like it was personal, Jerry. It was like personal. He was like, eh -eh. He's mad at you. Eh -eh. No, no. Um, the most baffling game for me, and I was scared for a while, and it ended up being okay, but this Atlanta team, and obviously in, since their Super Bowl kind of collapsed, but even in fantasy- and even in gambling, I don't think there's any more frustrating a team to be involved with, whether you're playing fantasy, DFS, seasonal, or gambling. The times you think they're going to show up and their matchup is amazing, they are asleep. The times where you're like, ooh, this is a rough matchup, I don't like this, they show up. By all accounts, they should not really have been in this game. They were controlling the game for more than half of it, I think. Yeah, they, I don't think it looked like Tom Brady was asleep. Like the whole team was asleep. The well, the Falcons half. looked like they had a defense and it was yeah. scary because again, I had Brady and Mike Evans going and I played Antonio Brown in DFS. I just liked Antonio Brown's matchup. And until about midway through the third quarter, there was nothing, nothing. going on. And then they caught fire and Fournette did a really nice job uh, picking up for Ronald Jones with the two touchdowns. I don't know... Was Ronald Jones an injury or was it uh, COVID related? Um, Ronald Jones is an injury, I believe. I don't know. There was both um, at one point. If you're if you are in a situation where you have to stream a running back and you might be finding yourself going to the Super Bowl, which I hope that's not your situation. It's probably not, but you gotta give a long, hard look to Fournette. Only because if Ronald Jones is out again, you just know in the end zone there, unless it's Unless it's fourth and an inch when Brady's getting the quarterback sneak, Fournette's gonna gonna get the ball. But this was the first week too, Jen, that like Antonio Brown started to look a little Steelers-ish to me. Did you catch any of of him? I did not. I did not looking watch. a little Steelerish today uh, for the first time I think all year. Well, hey, Des Bryant caught a touchdown today, so maybe it's just it's time to go back in time. I love that. I and I just I honestly I thought Des retired. Didn't he say he retired on Twitter? I thought that was real. He said oh, I no, got COVID. I think, I'm done with this. No, I'm out. I think he was just being dramatic because he was home drinking wine, like you know, like the rest. Well, of I us. thought he was serious. I when I saw Des Bryant <laughs> caught a touchdown, I swear to you, I said, wait a minute, he came back. No. I thought he was done. That would have made sense. That's how I would have left if no. I were him. But like, you know what? I'm done with. That. I don't need this shit. <laughs> Des Bryant, least, I'm done. He had to at least catch it. Come on. Um. Thank you, Russell Gage. Because Julio yes, Jones thank you, has been, Gage. you know, Julio thank Jones has now missed, I think, three games this year. Ridley's missed two or three games. So Russell Gage has probably been one of the most streamed receivers in fantasy. And usually when you you see that, at least for me in DFS, when I see that too, I'm like, oh, Russell Gage. And it was, um, I'm forgetting the other player's name. It starts with a D. He stole all these great touchdowns when those star receivers were missing. Uh, he had a good game today, and he got you off to a good start. It all came in the first quarter, which was nice. Yeah, I was really excited about Gage because he was one of those people. As I said, I was a major underdog in the Greenwich Street Tavern League, as I was talking about. And I still can lose, obviously, but now it's a 52-48. to 48. I, I honestly can't believe it after that Derek Carr performance. And he had Lamar Jackson. Um, but... Russell Gage was key. And when Russell Gage did the very first touchdown of the day, 
all of a sudden my little heart went, there's hope. You know what I'm talking about, Jerry, when you're like, I'm going to lose. There's no yeah, chance. Yeah, that's the and Tony Pollard that, was that so, for me. <laughs> I've been thinking about this, okay? That's what I did versus you in week 10. <laughs> yeah, so I've been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about what happens. It's the funniest thing. So you think about women. So let me talk about my job as a female fantasy analyst. The floor is yours. Okay. So you think about women as being emotional. For a long time, I had a business in Manhattan. I worked with all women. It's, you know, women were talking about what we need, what we want. Oh, our beauty issues, whatever, blah, 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 blah. All these emotions working with all women. So now I work with basically all men. Let me tell you. No woman's complaining or crying or anything is anything like a man and his freak outs and his Eeyore <laughs> texts that you get. You get tweets, you get texts from your friends, from your cousins, from someone you gave advice to, someone you helped. You can also get positive ones. I'm not gonna say that, but like, I'm out. I mean, this is awful. I'm done. I can't believe it. This is unfair. And and, and I'll get, and you're Zeke Elliott. And you're like, as if... Uh, I, it, there's my child. It's someone I, I Are you reading my texts to you? your team. Oh, I get, I get texts. I get, <laughs> I feel like you're reading my texts. I, I send you. Oh, I, I get, yes. I get them from Jerry. I get Instagram messages. Oh, so David Montgomery, isn't that good? I'm like, not what he has to stop. <laughs> Listen, if you don't want the advice, don't take it. Don't come here. If you don't like what I'm serving, go somewhere else. But let me tell you something. The amount of negative energy and the crybaby tantrums that men throw, other women that are playing like, man, that kind of sucks. I think I'm out, Ugh, I'm frustrated. Men are the most dramatic, ridiculous about fantasy football. And uh, I think you all need to just chill out. I think you need more women well, in your life to teach you how to control your emotions. And uh, guys, please, that that might need to go up. <laughs> on social i just went uh, the jen rants i got you got to have more of these jen there needs to be more like the tom brady one was special i was scared for my life when you did it um <laughs> you need more of these because you're right you're right no, it's, i feel like you just read three of my texts to you of I, moping going oh fucking hell so stupid i just they, i just complained my about dad defense. Does it. my dad does it oh I can't believe it that now that we're in the consolation bracket, of course, Melvin Gordon goes off. Of course. <laughs> so we even, Wow. You even like you're, you're calling, you're pulling your dad into this. This is like, <laughs> it's all the men I love, all the men in my life. You guys are dramatic cry babies. Man, I think like, you're right. It's like why you guys can't birth babies. Like you can't handle the pain. Oh, like you don't want to hear my stance on do. that. Do you want to hear my stance on that? Yeah, I do. Real quick. Are you birthing If babies? men were responsible for childbirth, there'd be like 2 million people in the world because we <laughs> just wouldn't do right. it. Wouldn't we wouldn't do it. Do it. We wouldn't Even, do it. Everybody, and yeah. not only would there, there'd be 2 million people in the world, everybody would have like their own state. It wouldn't even be like, oh, I have a nice house. Like, oh, I have a nice state because there's nobody on this planet. There's only 2 million of us. That's how many people there would be if it was up to men to have and birth babies. That Like that's so see, Now clear. you get it. Now you see why I it, get it, it takes- why it's a little hard to convince a lady sometimes like there's a Listen, lot going on like uh i after what i saw i still say to my wife regularly that was the great i, I <laughs> as a true sports fan i marvel at physical and athletic achievements in sports we all do i look at lebron i'm like wow what he could do i look at steph curry i look at patrick mahomes i looked at my wife like a week later and i right in the eyes and i said after our son was born i said that was the greatest physical 
mental and athletic achievement I've ever seen anyone accomplish. You that And that will never change for me. I don't care if LeBron wins nine more rings. I don't care if Patrick Mahomes wins 15 more MVPs. Brianne Ferrara had the greatest physical achievement and athletic achievement and mental achievement one person could have. And, and um, that recognition means Brianne Ferrara is going to give you another one because that's the right thing to do, daddy. Yeah, I mean, listen. Um, you're right. We really uh, took a right turn, but I, I, I do agree with you. Um, <laughs> I always say fantasy football has a lot in common with golf, meaning, right? You go play golf with someone. Your worst fear as like a hack golfer like me is like you're playing in front of three other people, sometimes more, sometimes less, and you think everyone is judging your golf swing right. and all that. No one gives a shit because everyone's only concerned about their own golf swing. They don't even really look. Same thing with fantasy. I could bitch so to true. you about like, oh, don't fuck it. I need one more point. You don't care. I mean, you care because I'm your friend, but like you have your own issue. Everyone thinks their fantasy issue is the most important. And it is to them. It and is. you are in the business of helping people. So it does matter. But I do feel like your approach is much more like, hey, look, I take the information. I make a hypothesis based on all the information and you happen to have more information than the average person and you give out an answer and sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're yeah, wrong. Sometimes you're, you're wrong. more right than wrong. That's what makes you good at what you do. But ultimately everyone is just interested in their own golf swing and their but own it, fantasy it's, it's team. They so don't care true. about yours. And I'm telling you that when women ask for advice, they never come back later or text me and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. But men, every time but anyway i feel you guys i have four brothers it's all good oh you you I love understand. hanging out with you <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna swing over to tennessee really quick uh not a whole lot to really it was an actual entertaining game and detroit has been showing up the person who really gave me a hard time today in seasonal i was up against deandre swift and oh. i talk about how tony pollard kept me in it deandre swift i've been waiting for that game i always miss him he did his thing. I today. felt that this week too. I did put him in a lot of FanDuel lineups, including uh, ours for waiver wired. Um, yeah, he it's his time. I'm so and now that they fire their head coach, I think they're going to let him run. It's time to work on the future here in Tennessee is easy to run on. It was actually a pretty fun game from what I could see. I barely peeked in, like I said, but um, but I mean, I, Tannehill I was, was like in the schoolyard, just stuff. pulling. Like he was See? just in his bag today. We saw it coming, and Derrick Henry, like it was like a boring one forty-seven and a TD, right? and like he didn't even break a sweat. It was incredible. <laughs> that guy is incredible. He didn't even break a sweat. I cannot pick between Corey Davis and AJ Brown in in, in daily fantasy. I'm always off. I picked AJ Brown. This week, last week, it was Corey Davis. A.J. Brown still got in the end zone. But Corey Davis, I mean, Tennessee, there is a lot to be excited about with that Update. team. Their defense hasn't Nine really yards played. for Wayne Gallman. You're lying. Update. Stop. Nine yards for Wayne Gallman. Let's go to the Gotham Gridiron that District. Hold on. Hold on. Points. Oh, is my God. I'm All right. I am officially down by .64. I am down by .64. Six four. Just give See, me one more carry and let's go home. See, I'm Jen. here for you, Jerry. I'm here for the joy. I, one more cat. Well, yeah, but you know what? There is always, uh, you know, you could lose points with these you can. running backs. You can't. So you can't celebrate too early. No, we can't celebrate too much. Um, so yeah, I, I was thinking a lot too about the Lions real quick. Like, it's hard to say. I'm looking at the jobs, right? And I don't know who's gonna get that job. We talk about coaches a lot on the Thursday show. 
it's not a bad job. Like Stafford is just, I guess you could say he's on the back end. He's on the back nine, right? A lot of injuries, yeah. not have, but you got Galladay, you got Marvin Jones Jr., you got DeAndre Swift. That's a good offensive core. Outside of that, I just don't see it. Like that, that, that team needs a coach who's willing to go in there and rebuild. But if Tennessee could actually get hot on defense, they're gonna be there in the playoffs annoying the hell out of people, especially just like last if they even, year. Yeah, especially if they even have to go on the road in a cold weather game. Nobody wants to tackle Derrick Henry in 25 degree weather in the fourth quarter. So no, and I have to say, like, I I love Ryan Tannehill. I was very high on him in offseason too. Um before the season started because people didn't believe that he could do this, but the guy is really good. He's really efficient. And he was another victim of Adam Gaze. And what people yeah. remembered about Ryan Tannehill is the way he played with Adam Gaze. Well, get him away from it. And guess what? He can flourish. And by the way, Marcus Mariota looks better out of Tennessee too. looks like maybe both people went the right place. Kind of like the Stefan Diggs trade. For yeah. He, room for he did Jefferson. come in and look good. That's going to be interesting. Uh, however, that, goes the rest of the year. I mean, year. it's Carr's job, but... Um, it is, but uh, uh, we're going to swing over to the Colts because I got to give massive props to our boy, who we love, Deshaun Watson, somehow kept his team competitive without his number one receiver against a really good Colts team. Like, the Colts are... St like, despite Phillip Rivers sometimes really being like, wow, he can't really get the ball past 30, like 30 yards. He can't throw a 35-yard rope anymore. Considering that, the Colts are really starting to figure it out. The defense has come alive. They have three really talented running backs. Jonathan Taylor, we called it. That was my obvious, Captain Obvious pick of the week. Um, but he's still mad. I mean, David Johnson, all right, look, I know we give him a lot of shit in that trade, but 11 catches for 106, that was nice to see. I don't know if anyone, do you know anyone who played David Johnson this week? Um, I, A couple people, but not many no no it's dark not i guess the thing to talk about is deshaun's still amazing and uh the colts are just officially going to be a problem in the playoffs too um i i think you know they're getting hot at the right time and it seems like rivers is comfortable going to any number of receivers and now you've got this really strong run game i mean jonathan taylor's doing what we expected him to do for where we drafted him and maybe even exceeding that. And then you've still got Naheem Hines. Pascal showed up today. T.Y. Hilton didn't have the monster games he's had the right. last two weeks, but he's still like, now we're getting back to T.Y. Hilton. Like his quiet game is four for 71. That's like a average T.Y. Hilton game, which is what we were used to. Michael Pittman, who I had in way too many DFS lineups, and he pretty much is the reason why I lost most of them. He's just not even really getting looked at. He's I wonder if he's having targets. a hard time getting open. I know. I'm not sure either. He's not getting targets right now. And I don't know. But you know what? It's kind of hard to see anybody getting consistently targeted here. It's, you know, Zach Pascal, what? Out of nowhere, two touchdowns. And then, you know, from week to week, is it Trey Burton or Jack Doyle or what's going on? And maybe that's just part of how Frank Reich wants to play. Or maybe it's Pittman himself. I don't know. But it is hard to, hard to guess. And... We're going to take a trip down south, get some warm weather. Is it fitting that the Miami Dolphins ended, officially ended, so good. the Patriots' reign in the AFC East? They are officially eliminated from the playoffs and uh, 11 years in a row, and it's over. 
A lot of good things for Miami. That game, like, like I said, I had both these defenses streamed, so I was keeping an eye on how both were performing. And the Pats, I just went with, I ended up going with the Pats because I'm just like Belichick, rookie quarterback, usually equals to results. We saw it against Herbert. I mean, he destroyed Herbert. And uh, Tua showed me a little something today. He didn't have a monster game. He didn't do mm -hmm. a whole lot. But he made timely plays and two rushing touchdowns. Well, and I think that's what was interesting. And again, if we were doing props, this would have been a fun game to do props on because yeah. shortly before the game started, we got word there was no Mike Gesicki, no Devontae Parker, and no Jakeem Grant. So that changes everything. I immediately went and put New England, actually. I switched a few of my defenses to add New England, which turns out wasn't great, great. But my thought was, look, rookie quarterback with no... Um, and Jakeem Grant's on their special teams too. And he's out like there's, they're just taking a lot of hits here. So I'm going to do new England cause Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback, all of that. But interesting. Yeah. That Tua was able to beat him and Justin Herbert wasn't. I, you got to give Flores a lot of credit. Don't on Thursday. Don't worry. We're going to revisit the coach of the year prop bets. We're going to take a look at that too. Cause I think a few guys might've made some moves today and a lot will depend on what happens with the Steelers tomorrow night. We could really have a shakeup in the coach of the year uh, props. I'm still going to say Andy Reid, who two weeks ago was plus 1,200 or something, Pittsburgh loses, you know, coming off a win against the Saints. I you, Almost having home field locked up and the bye. I don't know how you don't, how you don't give them a look. But uh, it's, I want to say it's sad for the Patriots. You can't feel bad for the Patriots. One of the great, if not the greatest football franchise of the last, you know, 30 years. But yeah, it is rough just watching like Cam out there. It does not look like much support. I know Jacoby Myers had 111 yards. That was nice to see. I, I just, it was, it just was rough all the way around. Then you saw Gilmore got injured. That's where I really saw it. And I was like, okay, I think it's, I think yeah, it's officially over. It's done. Jen, I have to give you all the credit in the world for this, for, Everything happening with the Chicago Bears, I feel like you <laughs> manifested because you were on Trubisky, Montgomery. You've been on Allen Robinson since Jump Street. We know that. Love that guy. But Trubisky and Montgomery. Montgomery literally has been the best running back over the last month. Yeah. And maybe it's Henry. Maybe he's two. Monty's been <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. He has he's outplayed been. Dalvin Cook for a month straight. He's outplayed Aaron Jones. He's outplayed all those other heavy hitters that you would think, mm -hmm. with the exception of Derrick Henry. Another 146 for two touchdowns and 32 carries. Yeah. But he, so here's, uh, here's what happened, basically. You know, like I actually don't, I didn't, wasn't into David Montgomery at all. And I've been quoted as saying as such on Sirius XM, and I still get crap from people when they see these games with David Montgomery. But the second that that schedule lightened up, I felt different. And the second that they lost Tariq Cohen and they needed to use him in the past game, all of a sudden, now we're talking about an asset. And one of the things you learn when you're playing fantasy sport, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. That's the first thing you want to look for. And David Montgomery is going to have the opportunity and he's going to have the opportunity versus the Houston team, versus the yeah. Vikings team, versus Detroit, like all in a row. And then if he gets the confidence and they get the confidence in him, then it starts to roll. The problem was he couldn't get that confidence. He wasn't getting in the end zone. They weren't letting him have the end zone carries. He wasn't breaking off the bigger runs. He's actually really good after um, contact. He's been 
great. I always like joked around about his breakaway speed, and I said it last week. I really do think he he definitely like Chicago the Bears strength and conditioning coach. Like if they were working on his breakaway speed, he now has a little bit more than he had six weeks ago. So he, if you I mean, if you've had Montgomery in the last month you're probably moving on to your Super Bowl or maybe you've even already wrapped up a chip. That's supposed to be like your number two running back. And again, look at his numbers for the last month. He's probably been the second best running back in fantasy after Derrick Henry, just all over. He outplayed Dalvin Cook today and Dalvin Cook had a really good game. He did. He Dalvin had a really Cook had 132 game. and a touchdown. Did you hear or did you get sent the clip of Justin Jefferson uh, cursing at Kirk Cousins? No. I'll send it to you. I mean, it was it's just in the heat of the battle, but it was yeah. one of those Kirk Cousins rolls left, pump fakes, didn't, and then holds on to the ball forever and then throws it out of bounds. And Justin Jefferson, it was to Justin Jefferson, who was open three seconds earlier. And he went, throw the fucking ball, Kirk. Fuck. Because <laughs> there was no fan. You heard, he literally said, I'm paraphrasing, God, throw the fucking Dude, ball, Kirk. Fuck. He I was mean, so upset. He was so, so upset. It's funny that he said, good for him. But I was thinking, like, I was watching Aaron Rodgers. We were watching that Packers game. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is the nastiest, crustiest looking man. He gets so angry and pissed off if anybody doesn't read his mind or messes up or makes a mistake at all. And I'm thinking, like, it must be awful to actually play with Aaron Rodgers unless you're winning. He even gets mad at Devontae Adams, who makes him look like a superstar. It's ridiculous. And then it was funny. I was some one girl on Twitter was talking about how how hot uh, Aaron Rodgers is. And I'm like, that man is the least attractive man because can you imagine having a domestic argument with this man at home like if you didn't do something right like if you didn't put the paper paper towel on the roll the right way or you didn't wash his socks the right way can you imagine uh uh no. maybe he washes his own socks jen yeah right aaron Rodgers. he, he wears socks listen, and throws them away probably he doesn't I, need listen, to wash some, his socks he can get new socks i find laundry to be soothing i do too Actually, yeah, some people like to. I've do been known it. to miss uh, a draft pick because I'm doing laundry at the same time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to Washington real quick, and uh, I, I just, I give massive amount of respect to Ron Rivera and everything that's going on over there because Washington, which coming into the, you know, I really want to go back and listen to our NFC East talk where we did some futures bets and stuff like that, but they shouldn't be here. They should not be here. They were sitting in the top first place, and they still could be if the Giants lose. They could still be sitting atop first place. And Haskins, who, look, you got to say, like, he he tried. He played hard. He made some really good throws. I know he gets a lot of shit for whatever reason. This team has no Anton, has no Gibson, who arguably is, after McLaren, is their most talented offensive player. Logan Thomas has been an absolute... I, I, I almost went Logan Thomas in our waiver wide podcast. And that would have really put me, I think in the top 15, mm -hmm. but he, I mean, he had 15 targets. How did we not see that coming with Haskins? We had, I, I talked about McLaren. He also had 12 targets because I went back and looked at all of Haskins games and it really is Logan Thomas and McLaren. And if Haskins is the quarterback going forward, I think it's green light on Logan Thomas as the best kept secret all day long. Yeah, I think he's coming to his own. I think the question there was like, we saw Dwayne Haskins at the beginning of the season and Terry McLaurin was his guy. Um, and it was interesting. I, I thought that he would go back to more the way he played, but it seems as if they put him more into an Alex Smith sort of game plan. 
um, even the way he used McKissick. So it was very interesting. I don't know what's going to go on there with Washington, but let's just pray that they're out of our hair, Jerry, and either the Giants or the Dallas Cowboys. But is it, it's official too. I mean, you know, I don't know if this translates to next year. We'll have to wait and see because, you know, depending on Washington's six and eight, so we don't even know how good of a draft pick they're going to get. You, you, I guess you could only really start Mahomes and maybe Rogers, right? Against Washington. Like, would you start Kyler Murray against Washington? Yeah. Depending on, I mean, obviously it'll depend on your other options, but I like the Russell Wilson benching was telling today. I know a lot of people who benched Russell Wilson today. I thought about benching him. I really did. It was all about about Washington. I ended up not doing it because I thought he would still. And here's the thing. If you watch the game, it should have been a higher scoring game. He overthrew David Moore in the end Yeah, zone. you're I, a David I, Moore person, I, I, I know. I was so bummed. I was I like, know. I cannot believe it. I mean, like, right there, that was a miss. There was a few situations like that. I feel like it was a little more on Russ than it was on Washington being so good. Um, so I wouldn't, I'm still not afraid to start my super studs versus Washington. We're going to do these two games at the same time because I think it's fitting. We're going to okay. go Jags, Ravens, and Jets, Rams. I think now we could officially take the Jaguars out of the category of you want them in fantasy, either you want to be the team that's playing them or you even want some of their guys. They literally have one person and one person only as James Robinson. And even he now is starting to lose a little bit of steam because the team they are, it's just, it's, it's over. It's bad. They see Trout now and you know, huge development for them. The Jets won a friggin' game. What are you thinking if you're Sean McVay and the Rams at home in LA? Were you just, did you just literally not even try? I, I don't want to take anything away from the Jets. They played hard. Donald made good throws. Frank Gore got in the end zone. Yeah. What the hell was that? It was terrible and it was a huge fail. And I think it's the same way that, um, that the Steelers got beat. You know, it's like you, you get, you rest on your laurels a little bit too much. And also Cam Akers was a little bit out of the game. I have a feeling that switched up their game plan a little bit. Um, it was bad, you know, and the Rams were looking so good. Um, and I, at first we were like, Oh, the Rams are pretenders. They're just beating everybody in the NFC East. They're no good. And then they came out and beat the Seahawks and played hard and started like, no, the Rams are actually good. And then this happened. And by the way, if you're a Jets fan, are you PO'd that you won? Yes. I mean, no, no, I guess you're not. Look, no, it's you're not. And first of all, like I said, these players, they they don't care about the number one pick. They're competitors. They want to, they want to win. You don't want them to, you don't want to be an Owen 16 team. You just don't one in 15. I know that doesn't even sound good saying out loud is significantly better. The Owen 16 is historic one in 15. We'll remember it but we won't remember what year like we go, oh yeah yeah what way back a couple of years ago the jets were like terrible they were 1 in 15 if they were 0 and 16 that would be talked about all the time every time a team goes 0 and 8 ah oh, hasn't happened since the jets um here's what I'm confused about with the rams cuz we've complained all year long that their running back situation was an enigma acres was hurt so he wasn't really getting the carries right. and you never know. if and cam acres was fine 15 for 63 is fine but if he was struggling or even banged up a little bit, Darrell Henderson Jr., one carry? Malcolm Brown, one carry? Now you're abandoning the three-headed monster? And especially when it wasn't even working? 
now PS, you're going away from it? P.S. Friends, this is why I love Robert Woods for next year, too. Oh, uh, he's he, a beast. He not only is a fantastic receiver, he almost always racks up rushing yards, like sneaky rushing yards in every game. And this game, how many? He broke off like a 40-yard run, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yes. It was yes. like 40 yards. <laughs> um. So you got to... I just don't get it why now all of a sudden it's like Cam Akers gets 99% of the carries where for 10 plus weeks, I know. and I, I get it. I know he wasn't healthy, but for 10 plus weeks, we literally, what were, it was like, we, I, I couldn't guess right between Malcolm Brown and Henderson Jr. Yeah. Sean McVay, you just can't predict him. I um, think he's happy with this that. in, and it doesn't mean much right now. I am yep. officially, I am up by point. Oh, oh, six. I'm up by a sixth of a point. 148.30 to 148.24. I need a little more than Mm. that, Mr. Gallman. I need some more, Mm. buddy. That is not enough for congratulations. He could lose a yard and then I'm down again. So we need a little more than that. Um, Last two games, and then we're going to wrap up. These were definitely two the two of the more entertaining games for me. Eagles Cardinals. Yeah, it was a nightmare because I was I was playing Kyler Murray and Miles Sanders, so it was a bit of a nightmare. Kyle Murray had a huge first half. He had like twenty five points in the first half. He started rushing the ball a little bit again, which was nice to see. Got to give Philly credit though; they did contain him as good as they could. But I want to go to the other side of the ball. We bickered a little bit about Carson Wentz in fantasy, yeah. really. Yeah. They are better with Jalen Hurts. Without this is question. an Arizona team that totally melted the Giants down. The defense is not studded, but they're 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 serviceable on D. Jalen Hurts, like he's a rookie and he's making all these plays in he a big time game. Ridiculous. Yeah. He was ridiculous. Uh, it was an important game for both of them to win. Um, which made it even more exciting. Um, I just it was a shootout. He was in a shootout with Kyler Murray with and Kyler he held Murray. his own. He sure did. It was exciting. The team seems excited. He was throwing the ball to your boy, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> Twice. He had two catches, <laughs> most he had in like, all year, I think. But I mean, like, he was throwing big shots downfield to Alshon Jeffrey. And I think our original concern about Jalen Hurts was, oh, but is he just gonna be a running ca- quarterback like t- a la Taysom Hill? No. Nah. No, he's got no, that and you think that you know the 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 completion percentages will get higher. He's twenty four for forty four. He threw for a three thirty eight. He threw three touchdowns, and even in the three that he threw, like they they were in perfect spots. It was really impressive. I I I thought that you know him going head to head with Kyler Murray showed me a lot. And if I'm the Eagles, it is going to be a real interesting offseason. I mean, I, I guess if they would have won today would have helped they're almost mathematically out of it they still have a little hope but i don't know that showed me a lot and that was a really really fun game all again although it was terrifying luckily the eagles still don't know how to use miles sanders and hurts does affect miles sanders even mm-hmm. next year if hurts is the guy mm-hmm. that does change a little bit mm-hmm. don't you think it does and last week it was great for Miles Sanders, two touchdowns along this week, not as great. So we're going to have to figure out like, how are they going to scheme um, with Hertz uh, and Sanders? But Sanders seemed to be the guy, thankfully, today. There was no like, oh, but we're going to sneak around with Corey Clement or Boston Scott. No, it was Sanders. And my second until my last scary, scary game of the day was uh, Chiefs, Saints, 
Drew Brees back. Did you like what you saw from Drew Brees? Um, I guess. It's okay. You know, I mean, considering he had 11 broken ribs and a punctured lung. Yes. Right. And no Michael Thomas. And no Michael Thomas. Yeah. I mean, great. But uh, I wasn't suggesting anyone start him this week because I felt too nervous about what we were going to see. And I... (laughs) I feel like did, that did, was still the right choice. I tweeted this. I don't know if anyone <laughs> else was jarred by this, but his first pass of the game, he threw, a, as we used to call it when we played like uh, tackle football in, in on the dirt, it was called a wounded duck. Mm-hmm. The ball's just in the air for a half. And he threw it to Taysom Hill. It almost seemed like Drew Brees is trying to get his competition killed. He I'm threw a, a pass, a first pass of the game to Taysom Hill that like, it was up there for a while. A Taysom Hill could have got rocked potentially. The Taysom Hill touchdown had to have <laughs> so many people tilted. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, but I guess if you had like it's weird. all injured and you had to start Taysom Hill as your quarterback, you got something. But I mean, it's so we weird. Ah, oh, so weird. I want to know what's gonna happen. Mm. Uh, and just ho hum for the Chiefs, you know. Again, another like not their best, but they're playing a really good defense and a good team. Mahomes three touchdowns and no interceptions. He only had two fifty four. Kelsey and Hill still find a way to get in the end zone. It's just, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Sure, I guess they could maybe lose in the playoffs to the Titans or the Steelers. I, I, I don't know. I don't see it. They this could team, even, because any given Sunday. Of but course, but even when they're bad. Right. Or not even that good. They weren't even that good today. And they're beating the Saints at like, home. And sometimes I feel like they're like, we're just going to play just as good as we have to because this is the level the other team's playing at. So we'll play at that level and we'll just make sure we win. Like, you know what I mean? That's how good they are. But they'll go, Fantastic. yeah, New Orleans going to put up 29. All right, we'll put up 32. They don't just go and like hammer away. They don't need to. How um, does Alvin Kamara's stock take a little bit of a dip in fantasy next year? And how much, if you think? Yeah, no, I don't think it does. As long as Drew Brees is still the quarterback now, he very well may not be. Um, Let's go back and like let's go more just standard, like half point PPR, even if it's a snake or whatever. It was pretty much going, what, like McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, Kamara? Henry Kamara was anywhere yes. between what? He was like usually fourth. Two and four, but to, depending usually, on if you got half point or four. He was point never PPR. before four in any league I did. Um, Even if it was like one point PPR, you don't put him ahead of. He wasn't in any league I did say. So he was either, he was three, he was four or five, yeah, right? He was between four and seven, depending. Yeah, I, I guess he's still there. You're right. Although, you know, think about it. You got McCaffrey coming back healthy. You got yeah. Barkley hopefully coming back healthy. We know Dalvin Cook. We know Derrick Henry. Who else is like, is that, has anyone else emerged to you that now jumps in that conversation? Uh, and Jonathan maybe push Taylor, back? perhaps, Jonathan could be Taylor, coming into the first James round. James Robinson. James Robinson could be coming into the first round. I definitely think that Jacob's um, still around. Jacob's for sure. And Miles Sanders are still in the conversation for maybe being early second round, late first. I mean, Josh Jacobs had a great game again this week. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Jen, I don't know what. All right, let's just get one look in before we before we sign off here. Let's see, has my position improved slightly? I am now up by point. I am up by three quarters of a point. Mm. I'm up by point seven five. We got to open this up, Mr. Gallman, and I think the Giants have a three nothing lead. Um, I'm sad that 
it's not the the Jen and Jerry Super Bowl that we were promised. Um, but as far as the, no matter what, even if I don't hang on to win this game, thank you for getting me in Gotham Great Iron District. This is not our last episode, so don't worry, but the show might change a little bit going forward as seasonals end. Thank you for all your help seasonally. I had people oh, asking please. me for advice. And I think that has a lot to do with my connection to you. I don't so think so, Jerry. You. you are you're you're very likely going to the Super Bowl in a very tough league. I'm hopefully going to a couple as well. Um, let's just just get your props ready, Piacenti. <laughs> Thursday, obviously, we'll talk daily fantasy. Okay. We'll do all that. Maybe you're helping me with a Super Bowl preview. Okay. But no matter what, get your props ready. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do it. All right, guys. Thank you. And for those of you who are still left, <laughs> good luck. You're maybe you're going to the Super Bowl, or maybe you just won it. We'll see you.